0: I'm Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to this podcast today. Perhaps you've been listening along to these first episodes, or maybe this is your first time joining. We are here to discover, explore, and celebrate the work of the Spirit in the world. And of course, we are also in the liturgical season of Advent our focus this week being upon love. I also wanted to let you know that in the episode description each week, you will find what I call the order of the day, which outlines the various elements of our time together. In keeping with the spirit and meaning of all things pneumaturgical, the liturgical elements are infused with new life and interpretation. Again, this is... Uh, Part of the pneumaturgical way, I described it in one of the very first episodes if you decide to listen to that, Uh, it's a way of placing together structure with the always new life of the Holy Spirit. And I'm still pretty new to this podcasting way, so bear with me. Um, I mean, hey, it can only get better from here, right? If you are brave enough to Visit many places these days, you likely will encounter a temp check station, a temperature um, check. As you stand there waiting for the numbers to appear on the screen, telling you an internal temperature, there can be a moment of uncertainty, especially in these days of COVID. What happens if my temperature doesn't pass the check? On this Advent episode, we will take a temp check on our love. So join me, will you? This is Pneumaturgical. So let's start our time today with a prayer of confession about our love. Will you join with me in an attitude of prayer? Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, who arrives in justice and grace, we confess that our love has at times grown cold, and at other times has burned with scorching judgment and scorn. At times we have been in rebellion and indifference to your love. We have not loved as you desire. We have loved only those who look like us and have not embraced a love for all that you have made. We have ignored your call to love our neighbors and we have not loved ourselves as those who bear the image of God. Eternal Father, forgive us. Renew within us the light of your love that we would walk in obedience to the way of Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit. Amen. Now, let's hear from God's Word today. Revelation chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen. The faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, Let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let us respond to God's word today with an affirmation that comes from Scripture. May all glory be to the eternal God, maker of all in the highest heaven. May the peace of Christ be upon the earth and may the spirit of goodwill rest upon his people. Here we are in the second week of Advent. It's so hard for me to conceive of all the time and events that have passed by in these months of 2020. And it's also hard to understand all of the events and time of the book of Revelation. I sometimes try to imagine What if I went out to my mailbox and there inside was a letter from Jesus? It sounds laughable, but this is exactly what we read in Revelation. There are seven letters to be exact exact in the opening chapters. They all appear together, and some 2,000 years later, we are still reading them. So. Imagine also if a person in the year like 4,000, I don't even know if that's just crazy, but imagine if somebody in the year like 4,000 is reading your mail from today. The whole situation is, is just strange. And this piece of mail that we have opened today, it is addressed to a church in Laodicea. This city was known for some upscale production, fine wool, and also for a medical type of eye salve. Jesus, of course, being Jesus, is aware of the environment that this church is surrounded by and makes note of that. We have to use our imagination some together with history that we have and try to picture what might have been going on in this congregation with these people, maybe some of the folks in this church in Laodicea, which would have been, you know, a little bit more like a, like a house church situation probably, maybe they were a bit more on the affluent side. You know, maybe they were profiting from the production of these goods there in Laodicea. You know, not a bad thing necessarily. Maybe their ability to produce, maybe their wealth, material goods, these, you know, things started to crowd out their commitment to God. And it's harsh, y'all, and I say y'all because I'm in Tennessee, it's harsh what Jesus points out. I think that the book of Revelation, as Scripture bothers us, not just because it's bizarre and weird and cryptic, but... Because it's pretty harsh. Jesus just doesn't pull any punches here. He calls these people out immediately. Jesus is aware of their deeds. Jesus knows about the weekly program schedule of this church, their service times, their um, online availability, their community outreach, their charitable work. And Jesus says to them, You aren't hot and you aren't cold, you are just kind of lukewarm. And so I'm going to spit you out. It's really kind of gross. Lots of Bible scholars feel that Jesus is referencing um, the aqueducts system that brought water into the city of Laodicea. It was kind of like an ancient water system. But by the time that the water flowed through miles, perhaps, of stone channels all the way into the city, it would not be cold and fresh from its source, but just kind of lukewarm and and maybe kind of stale. Now, I love coffee, but the enemy of coffee is lukewarm. Iced coffee? It's not my favorite, but it'll do and it tastes good if it's made right. Hot coffee? Yes, please, every time but lukewarm coffee. It's just kind of yuck. I wonder if maybe the lukewarmness of this church in Laodicea was an indifferent attitude towards Jesus and the gospel message. Elie Wiesel, a, a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust and a profound writer, has been quoted as saying, "The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference." You know, indifference It can be really hard to identify in our uh, our lives sometimes and, and in our love. We can think we are doing all the right things, but maybe inside our love for God and neighbor, our actual motivation and attitude is kind of dim. We serve the poor but don't really love them. We try to react on social media to the right causes, but we don't really see or believe in their value. And so our good actions simply become another way to take pride in ourselves. We can become indifferent to all the injustice in the world. Racism, sexism, prejudice towards people who practice life differently. And Jesus goes as far as to say, it would be better if you were just cold or hot. And sometimes I think we've thought, well, maybe Jesus means it would be better if we were just all in or not all in. But I think maybe Jesus is calling for us to be all in, both in the image of cold and hot. Because something cold can refresh exhausted and thirsty people who were tired from oppression something hot can fill up the empty bellies of the hungry and poor but lukewarm indifference just kind of sits there and maybe because indifference is so hard to identify that's why Jesus has to swing pretty hard and determined to get these folks in Laodicea to pay attention Jesus ends up saying I'm rebuking you and offering you correction because I love you. And without the correction Jesus provides, these folks will not be able to love as they should. And at the end of this letter, it says that for the person who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So. If you have ears on the sides of your head, and if you have a heart inside of you, and if you have a soul, which I believe if you're listening, we all have those things, let's listen together and see what the Spirit is saying today. Will you join with me in a time of prayer together? Holy Spirit, Let our ears be open to you that we may hear what you are saying today. The love of Christ that you illuminate our hearts with is a love that cools our weary and tired souls. And it is a love that burns with holiness and righteousness. Holy Spirit, We will not ignore your voice, but invite you to speak now. Holy Spirit, where has our love grown lukewarm and indifferent? Holy Spirit, where have we depended more on our pride and less on your power? Holy Spirit, where are you leading us to show genuine love to our neighbors? Holy Spirit, may we hear your voice. May we depend upon your power. May we clothe ourselves with your love. May we accept correction that we can follow the way of Christ. May we overcome our indifference and live in obedience to your love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, amen. Hey folks, like I mentioned, I'm still new to the podcasting world and um, I'm enjoying uh This pneumaturgical space that we are creating together, I would love and appreciate if you would maybe take the time to offer a review or um, a response um, to the podcast and maybe um, take some time to share it with others uh, through various means um, so they can join us and participate in this pneumaturgical space. Blessings to all of you. May you continue to encounter the light of Christ illuminating your path in this Advent season.